so cute. Merry this Christmas. So Happy holidays. Happy all holidays. Whatever you celebrate, we are here. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very special episode of The Mystery Files, our Under the Tree special. Because we're under the tree and we're so special. We're so amazing and so are uh, what we're about to do today. Yes! So I feel like we should just get into it and explain what this special is all about for do everyone. It. Yes! So this is our Christmas special and what we did was is that we got uh, 10 mystery cases in here that were either brought to us by our friends, our family, or Santa himself. Santa himself <laughs> in the flesh, he sent these he, cases he for sent, us, for you guys. <laughs> he sent us these uh, true crime supernatural like <laughs> horrifying cases for us to do for you guys Merry on Christmas. the show. This is what we wanted, so Santa sent it and thank you so much Santa. Exactly, <laughs> so what we'll be doing is is that we we will be spinning this beautiful wheel here and whatever number it lands on we have Christmas presents that uh, coordinate to the numbers on this wheel and, and inside the little bags we have all of the little mysteries sent in by the lovely humans and we and have Santa. no idea what they are they're all randomized so we yes. have no idea what we'll be opening and we'll be reading it taking turns yes. in between it's gonna be perfect and then there's also little things on little here. Ghosty. There's a ghost and there's a little magnifying glass. So when we hit those, <laughs> it's going to be a little crazy because that's when we're going to talk about one of our favorite mysteries. So yeah. just hold on tight. <laughs> we'll get there. It'll probably be a case that we've done before and you're just going to hear a little more about it. So you can mm -hmm. check out that episode that coordinates with that. So mm -hmm. And then that person gets another spin too, right? Like yeah. they get to spin again to get the next mystery the on the board. They get to enjoy spinning again. So it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. So... We should hop into it, huh? We got a lot of mysteries to get through. Let's do it! Okay. okay do you want to go first? I was going to say, do you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. do it. This is your right. special. You coordinated this. I'm so nervous. I'm taking another sip of my drink. <laughs> I want a sippy sip. I really hope I don't get a long one. <laughs> I don't want a long one first. You can do it. Oh, I should my glasses okay. on then. Here we go. You can do it. Oh, I gave it a good spin. You did. Okay, two. two. All right. We got number Ooh. two here. Look at these guys. Look at these little Christmas presents. Numero 2-0. All right, so <laughs> number two, this mystery is we will be covering... This is from Santa. It's Santa. the case of the Yeti. Wow. <laughs> Santa said my uncle. <laughs> is that his uncle? He just <laughs> called Santa out and said... The Yeti is actually Santa's uncle. Brought to you here first by the <laughs> Breaking news. Is he related to the um, the Yeti from uh, Monsters, Inc., that actually, guy? yes. <laughs> How did you know? That makes sense. He, he brings him snow like cones Aww. during the summertime. Because he loves him. <laughs> All right, so the Yeti is a Himalayan folklore. It is an ape-like creature uh, purported to inhabit the Himalayan mountain range in Asia. In Western popular culture, the creature is commonly referred to as the Abominable Snowman. I always wondered mm -hmm. if the Abominable Snowman and the Yeti were the same thing. They kind of sound like they're different, but I guess they're the same thing. I guess they're the same thing. Santa I wonder. Would know. I wonder if they like get annoyed. They're like, no, like we're distant cousins. <laughs> we're not the same we're thing at cousins. all. We're literally cousins. Get a grip. <laughs> Yeah, and it looks like supposed evidence of the Yeti's existence includes anecdotal visual sightings, disputed video recordings, photographs, and cases of large footprints in the snow. Some of these are speculated, or some believe them to be hoaxes as well. Ooh. How do you, how do, you do a hoax of, like, a giant footprint in the ground? <laughs> They're like, yeah, that makes sense. Also, it's just, like, a snowy <laughs> foot. Yeah. 
What? Or a snowy Bigfoot. Like, it's yeah. a snowy Bigfoot. But also, like, what if someone just has, like, snow blindness from the snow because it's, like, reflects off and blinds mm -hmm. them? They could just see something crazy like that. No, yeah. I mean, I see, like... <laughs> I was just like, crazy stuff, stuff all the time. <laughs> I, I have weird visions all the time, guys. <laughs> There's, like, therapists watching this, and they're, like, they're like writing it down. They're like, mm -hmm. that's an issue. <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to picture how you would, like, fake a footprint. Like, do they have to make, like, a giant mortar and just go in the ground and then just, like, try to, like, clean up their Ah, this will get them. Yeah. <laughs> make it a clown shoe. This is My perfect. God. Have you ever been... I haven't been on it. Have you been to Disney World? Uh, yes. Have you seen the, like, in the Animal Kingdom, they have the, like, Mount Everest ride? I went on that! You it did? It was fun! Yes! You, not, you weren't scared? I like them fast. I like them fast and crazy. <laughs> you like them when they, like, attack you with their hands. I like when that I'm afraid. That ride's insane. I know. I like it. <laughs> I like to be afraid. That's why we have a mystery show. I like the fuel of it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, it looks like here as well, uh, folklorists trace the origin of the Yeti to a combination of factors, which include Sherpa folklore and misidentified uh, fauna such as bears or yaks. Yeah. I could, I could see yes. that. Can you imagine seeing a yak and you're like, Yeti! That's a Yeti for sure, I know. I would know. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and it looks like as well, the Yeti is often described as being a large uh, bipedal ape-like creature that is covered with brown, gray, or white hair. And it is sometimes depicted as having large, sharp teeth as well. Aww. I didn't know they were like referred to as brown, gray before either, though. Like, I no, know white I thought hair. they were all just like white. Yeah. But... I guess it could be Bigfoot if it's brown. I feel like that's where they're coming from with the whole like bear thing. Yeah. Because bears are brown <laughs> usually, so yeah. oh my god. It's just does oh what if it's just a polar bear? <laughs> oh, and, are there polar bears in the <laughs> I don't know. Do I look like a scientist? Maybe we should look it up. Watch we're gonna like geography teachers are watching this right now, like shaking <laughs> and like throwing up. I don't know, there oh might god. be a I'm gonna what look it up on my phone. No, I'm not. I'm gonna stop talking. Where's the Appalachia? <laughs> right? I'm gonna look like an old woman, like trying to like do on my phone here. It's gonna be me reading like soon. Saying, <laughs> That's why I have my glasses. The polar just bears in, case. in the Himalayas. Watch, it's like no, you idiot. You dummy. They do not live in the Himalayas. Just but brown my... bears do. Oh, then yeah, we're fine. Cool. Any sort of white bear living up there? <laughs> Any type of bear, it's fine. Any type of bear. We're always <laughs> painted in white, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, so it looks like we are wrapped up with that mystery, I believe. Yes! So, I get to spin the wheel. You get to spin the wheel. Are wheel you ready? Wheel of mystery. Wheel of mystery. I almost said fortune, but I think that's copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wanted us to have Christmas music while we did this, and I was like, we would get copyrighted so fast. See if Benjamin will write some for us. <laughs> I go put some bills together. It's supposed to come out Christmas Day, yeah. like a week out. We're like, hey. He's like, on it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. He's like crying in his room. Literally crying. Up. I can't. <laughs> All right. Oh, give it a good spin. <laughs> okay. I knocked the entire table over. Eight. Number eight. I just kind of like stopped. <laughs> I know, because I know what I want. I'll hand you number eight. I'll I'm do it for you. Dude, it's just, it does look a little thicker than that. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Why'd you bring me, Santa or other friend? <laughs> oh, she's a page. This one's by Erin Pyle. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, you all, friends. <laughs> Can I read this on my glasses? We'll try. <laughs> if I struggle, you know what happens. You read it a whole different case instead. I start reading a different language, and I'm like, I'm flawless. 
Okay, so this is the Green Man Tunnel brought to you by Aaron Pyle. So I know this is like oh. a Pittsburgh related thing, but I don't know much about it. Ooh, so okay. let's get into it. So nothing in particular really stands out when you first look at the abandoned tunnel in South Park Township. It looks like a fairly normal tunnel, neglected by time and people. Graffiti, some rather lewd sprawls around the inner walls of the tunnel as greenery around the outer walls of one entrance and a thin chain link fence protects the entrance of the other side of the unique tunnel in Pittsburgh. So it has like crazy greenery, lots Ooh. of crazy graffiti. I feel like it kind of sounds pretty. No, that, that sounds actually kind of gorgeous. But actually. also I'm afraid to get stuck in a tunnel. So mm -hmm. it reminds me of a catacomb. I don't like it. <laughs> so this tunnel doesn't cause people to mysteriously slam on their brakes like the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Ah, Pittsburgh what? jokes. <laughs> <laughs> break in the tunnel. Not Niche Pittsburgh jokes for our uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. They said, ah, it's like Squirrel Hill Tunnel. So it doesn't feature a 45 degree curve like the Armstrong Tunnel, Armstrong Tunnel either. What makes it so unique is the story behind what happened near and now happens in, if you ask some people. So they got some lore here. Oh. So the Piney Fork Tunnel runs along Piney Fork Road in South Park Township. The tunnel, which opened in 1924, was built to help the B&O Railroad transport coal. It remained in use until the mid-1960s, so like it had a pretty strong time there. So We had a lot of coal here. <laughs> we had a lot of coal. Not coal. We, coal! Coal and steel is all we had. <laughs> the Pittsburgh, like, government people were like, hey, Pittsburgh rocks, shut up. <laughs> so like, we're sorry. So, but something happened before the tunnel was ever even started that forever made it part of a local legend. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. So, near the future side of the tunnel sat a bridge that supported trolleys with electric cables. Locals knew it was a dangerous bridge, for a young boy had already been electrocuted there. Why? So, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I, I was gonna say, you're like very like good at reading this for never seeing it before too. No. I was like, dang. Thank Whoa. you. Whoa. That was expressive. So if I'm more excited about certain things, I don't know what I'm going to be reading next. I'm sorry if <laughs> I go it and they're like, Electrocution! <laughs> oh, young boy's electrocuted. Not funny, but I speak like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, a young boy of only eight named Raymond Robinson also climbed on the electrified bridge. Curious to look inside of a bird's nest, he spotted, and he slipped off the bridge, and his face Whoa. and upper body violently slamming against the live electric wires as he spiraled to the ground of what was a near certain death. So I guess he had, like, this crazy fall, but, like, somehow lived. What? From that high up on, yeah. like, that... Off, off of a bridge onto live wires. Whoa. Like hitting, hitting his entire body going down. This is a kid. This is a true, this is like a true crime yeah. like story. Wow. This is a true story. So I guess all the stuff happened, but little Raymond survived the terrifying fall while sustaining life altering injuries. So he did have in injuries that like followed him throughout his life. Mm -hmm. So he had the loss of his eyes, his nose and ear and an arm. So like he wow. wasn't the same after this, obviously. His appearance, which frightened those who saw him, uh, garnered the nickname the zombie and people who saw him claimed that his skin glowed green so glowed like green. glowed green so this story i guess leads into like what the lore behind like the this tunnel i oh. think is i'm assuming okay so i guess little raymond grew up and lived into his 70s and left home only in the nighttime hours when he would take long strolls in south park township and near the piney fork tunnel locals began to tell his sto story over and over as it usually happens, the re real details of what happened to Little Raymond blurred until they turned into the almost recognizable legend of Charlie No-Face and oh. the Green Man Tunnel. See, I knew there was some association there, but I didn't know okay. that was the kid. But Oh, so Charlie No-Face is the one who, like, 
fell and has like the green skin. Yeah, I'm assuming. Him. I wonder why they call him Charlie though, if his name is Raymond. But what do I know? I just got this. <laughs> so I guess um, it turned into that legend. So Charlie No Face, as the legend goes, would walk down the streets late at night, often scaring those oh, who came upon him God. as they watched him. He would simply be swallowed by the Piney Fork Tunnel. Drivers who stopped in the middle of Green Man Tunnel, locals said, would often turn their vehicles and headlights off and yell for the mysterious Green Man oh. to appear. And appear. Why would you do that? I know. Why would you do that? They said appeared he did out of the darkness. So they would like ask him to come out and he'd be like, yes, here I am. He would just appear out of nowhere. Did you just hear that car horn outside too? Stop there. They're trying to lure him. He's oh. like, hey, Charlie. So, oh, that's spooky. Uh, his skin a bright green, so he would then be a bright green as oh, they Oh my god. He would reach his hand out to touch the vehicle, and an electric charge would spark, and the vehicle would stall. So goes the tale, or at least one of them, of the Green Man Tunnel, a spooky destination many youngsters visited for generations. At least those who know about it still do. That's what make this, makes this unique tunnel in Pittsburgh so unique. Wow. So I guess that's the story of Green Man Tunnel. I still want to wow. know why Charlie... Why he's no called face. Charlie? Why is he called now? Charlie? If he's Raymond. I mean, maybe he like changed like personifications, like when he passed or something. That's just—it's just so crazy. Me think of like a g green, like zombie-esque yeah. creature, like walking the streets of Pittsburgh. That is scary, especially at night. Yeah. Cause like, like ugh, just like a glowing. Yeah, because our city creature. like actually sleeps. Like it is like at like four a.m. here. It's like, like everyone's like bye. Dead. Yeah. Ooh, Big no that's things. spooky. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When well, I want to learn more about yeah. it, please go to it. But I feel like I feel bad for the kid when he was alive. People were so mean. Yeah, the, I, I actually did, I like didn't like that at all. Like that no. is crazy. That's it makes just me sad. It reminds me of you watch the Goonies. Mm, a little bit. There's like a character that's sort of I don't know. Like it reminds me of a similar story. Like something terrible mm -hmm. happened, and then they're like kind of like disformed, and people like would make fun of him, and then the person would be the sweetest thing ever. Kids suck. Merry kids, Christmas. Literally, kids suck. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Be better. So. I check our age demographic, and it's like <laughs> it's eight children. to twelve year olds, and they're like, oh. And I go, well, cool, maybe don't bully people for their appearance because mm -hmm. this kid was great. He just wanted to look at the bird's nest. He literally yeah. just wanted to look at the bird's nest. That's so spooky, and I didn't know that happened in Pittsburgh either. I know. I, there's a lot of places I've like vaguely mm -hmm. heard of. But, like, people are like, oh, have you ever heard of Green Man Tunnel or heard of XYZ? Mm. And I'm like, no, but then no one ever goes into further details. So I still don't know. But now yeah. I finally know the story, <laughs> so thank God. Yeah. So thank you, Erin, for sending it along our way. Yes. Are you ready for thank the you. next case of Christmas? I think we gotta take a quick break. And <gasps> Is it hot cocoa time? It's hot cocoa time. Oh my gosh, you nailed it! It's, it's hot, hot cocoa, cocoa time. time. So we will see you guys in one sec. Okay. We are back! We're back with our cocoa! We're, we're ready to rock! We got our little refill here. Santa said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. This is pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. I put caramel in mine. I put chocolate in mine because I'm obsessed. I put chocolate in caramel. <laughs> I said sugar. We made these in the microwaves, guys. We did. And Tiffany's didn't explode. We were scared that her mug would explode. I didn't know if it was <laughs> microwave safe, but he was this Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so I think the next thing we have to do is we have to take the numbers that we've already done off the wheel. Yes, and that's eight and two. Right? Yes. Where's the marker? <laughs> we don't need a marker. We just need an eraser. Oh, you're so right. It so is we eight. did eight and two. Where did the two. bags go? Oh, I put them under the table. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just number eight. Okay. You can be our eraser boy. 
Oh no, oh no, this is bad. This oh, is really this bad. Like we're in school again. <laughs> is it? Don't forget number two, you rat. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just crossing. <laughs> you can't erase a bag. Okay. I thought you were trying to like erase the Sharpie. <laughs> I was like, Logan, that's not gonna work. Oh my god. Alright, are we ready to spin again? Yeah, it's your turn, crazy. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I act like we're not already like rolling. Okay, here we go. We're rocking and rolling. Ten. Ooh, you live oh. on the edge, friend. You live on the edge. Alright, number ten. Yee. Right. Little baggy. Gotta show off the bag. It's a little snowman for anyone who can't see it. My snowman. My snowman in the winter. In the winter. It's not the words. In the weather we can build a snowman. No, remember that snowman song from TikTok? Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. What is it? What is it? Alright, so this one is also from Santa. I'm getting all of Santa's gifts. Santa doesn't give me the least pot, apparently. <laughs> alright, so this one is called Devil's Road. Otherwise Ooh. known as uh, Casort Road, which is also um, a Pennsylvania thing. Ooh. Okay. All right, so Casort Road is a long, curvy, and narrow road that is located just above the Delaware border in the town of Chadsford, PA. The road has such a haunting history that it is now known as Devil's Road. Even more, it is so famous that the <laughs> woods surrounding it were used to shoot the blockbuster movie, The Village. I, I've oh. never seen that movie. Is it a horror movie? I don't know. Possibly. What, what if they were like the Blair Witch Project at Scream? The Christmas Village. <laughs> All right. So the legend of the road begins with the story of a mansion located within the forest, known locally as you're gonna love this, the oh. Cult House. Ooh. Oh, Merry Christmas! We got a oh my cult. Gosh, this American horror story. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Once owned and operated by the wealthy DuPont family, the stone mansion did house a cult of some kind. As the locals mm. told us, it was common for the DuPont family members to marry their cousins in the house so that the family's wealth would stay in the family. Others dismissed the notion entirely, pointing to the fact that the house was home to Satanists instead. So... That we just have to lot. Like, That was a lot. Take a step back. So they married their cousins, and then they're like, no, they don't marry their cousins. They're just Satanists. <laughs> they're not. They're not incest. They're just Satanists. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. How, like. What? Like. How have I never heard of this? First off, yeah, it's right? a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very pencil uh, tucky of us to yes. do, but that's just so arrogant to marry your own family because you don't want anyone else in the wealth. Yeah. Like that is messed up. But you know what makes sense? The Yeti and Santa had to come from somewhere. I'm just saying. What 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 is the what is the the? I don't know what their origin is. Who who's the father? Mm -hmm. Who's the. I don't, I don't know how, um, sim I don't know I'm really trying to find the correlation between the Satanists and the cold house to the Yeti and Santa. Well, Yeti and Santa are related, remember? Oh, mm-hmm. They're related. That's his uncle. Yes. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That's why I'm trying to think who, who started it. <laughs> All right, so it also says the strange thing about the cold houses is that there are natural wonders located on and around the house which cannot be explained and other mm -hmm. works that are referred to as dark magic. Ooh, Ooh, creepy. So, for one, a stretch of trees located on the road 
grow and are not cut to face away from the home, opposite of the natural order of growing towards the sun. Oh, so I guess they, they like, grow onto the road instead of, like, out into the forest. Maybe they're afraid of the forest. Because that energy is, like, dark, so they're like, let's go yeah. this way because it's less... Like they're trying to escape the dark energy that's yeah. there. Like nature is even Ooh. afraid of it. Ew. I kind of want to check that out now because imagine, like, them, like, curved out like mm -hmm. that. Ooh. Well, how would you drive down the road? I don't know. It must depend on how long everything is. But oh, my God. <laughs> big no thanks. There's sunflowers. Aww. Like 10 feet tall in the middle of the street. <laughs> Giant sunflowers everywhere. <laughs> um, the odd phenomenon with the trees stopped occurring about a quarter of a mile past the cult, the cult house's location. Other trees in the area resemble skulls and were rumored yeah. to be the dumping locations of DuPont babies who were born disabled. Aww. Over time, the trees devoured the bodies and took the shape of the child's skull. Whoa. What the heck? Like it, like the like ghost was like inside of the tree. That's so weird. This kind of reminds me of like Bella and the Witch Elm energy. Yeah, like very, how mm -hmm. the tree like yeah. killed her. And of course, this nasty family is also doing that. Yeah, of course, to be even more disgusting. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. So it looks like as well, many people have made their way to Devil's Road to uncover the mystery behind the road in the DuPont family. Although the land is a private property and the forest is littered with no trespassing signs, it doesn't stop people. Well, yeah. Because why would it ever? That's more like a sign. Hey, come here. This will be fun. Oh, I said earlier that I wanted to go here. I don't want to go there anymore. I'm not going there. Not Just going there. Legally. Wink, For legal wink. purposes. We're not going We're not there. going there, guys. Tee hee, we'll get a permit. <laughs> uh, those who usually make it out tell of one of two stories. Mm. They are either chased out by guards carrying large, bright flashlights and driving huge, big black trucks, or they see and hear things that cannot be explained. These voices are thought to be the demons called upon by the family to guard their secrets and fortune, or mm. the devil himself. Over time, dead animals and crosses have been found, and spray-painted symbols litter the trees, a result of a sick-minded vandalism. Ew. Whoa. That's so uncomfortable. That's crazy. That's eerie. Like, how do we not know this is in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's I've never heard of it I feel it like before. I vaguely heard of, like, what is it, Devil's Road? I've heard of Gravity Hill, but yeah. not Devil's Road. But I never heard of, like, what it was. It's another thing that people, like, throw out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, haha, just casual place. No. Yeah. That's some dark history. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. And it's also like, um, it feels very, um, what was I going to say, uh, Blair Witch Project, too. Yeah. Like, when they mentioned the, like, voices being heard and, like, them seeing things out there and, like, demons. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. We literally have a Satanist, like, cult in Pennsylvania, and we had yeah. no idea. We had no idea. Not a clue. And I'm like, why don't I read stuff like this when I, like, <laughs> look up, like, oh, horror stories in Pennsylvania? We I'm never get like, stuff like that, because we've tried no. to do more local cases, and we get yeah. nothing. I've literally looked and seen Daily Squad. Yeah. So I'm glad we're, like, learning more about, like, Pennsylvania history. But mm. it's dark. No wonder I'm scared to be in Pennsylvania. Right? <laughs> no wonder Pennsylvania is so scary. But All right, so I guess with that, you're up next. Do you want to erase your number? Oh, yeah, yes. Your little eraser. Which one was it? Ten, ten, ten. 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 <laughs> it's like says in there. I'm like, the one it's still on. <laughs> you mean the one it points to, Logan? The one the arrow is pointing to? Oh, my God. Okay. All right, take ah. a good spin. This one's for you, Santa. 
three. We're gonna do the one beside. The yeah. One empty, so if it's know. blank, we do the one to the right. Yeah. So I get number three. Okay. Here you go. I'm excited. Am I getting a thick one? Maybe. It looks pretty thick. Yeah. I always get the big one. one. <laughs> well, it's got the little two-pager, so. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. Oh, it's not bad. It's like one and a half. This one's by my sister. Shout out to Stephanie. Her name's Stephanie Hildbold now. It's not weird. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hildbold. She is married, huh? She's married. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, this one's called the Mud House Mansion Mystery. Mm. So, let's get into it. Let's go. So, almost every detail about the Mud House Mansion is riddled with mystery, which is perhaps what made the building so attractive to ghost hunters and thrill seekers. So, she's got some history. So, it was built sometime in the late 1800s on the Little Hill in Lancaster, Ohio, and sold in the 1920s to the Hartman family, who are still the owners of the property, though the family name switched with Lula Hartman Miss Inheritance. So this is like sounding like a real murder mystery mm. house. Like there's an inheritance. It's, it's like gone. it's like setting up for a whole bunch of uh, scandal and yes, war. Yes, an Ooh. intrigue. So... Sometime in the 1930s, the house slipped into abandonment and in the ensuing years reportedly played host to transients and traveling hippies. Like any derelict home, especially one so ominous, the Mudhouse Mansion of Ohio soon gave way to numerous creepy tales. Ooh. So let's get into it. In fact, just about the only thing that is certain about the mysterious estate is that it was demolished on September 21st, 2015 at the instruction of the current owner, Jean Mast. So I want to know, did, like, they destroy it because it was, like, so haunted? Because it was, like, so haunted that, like, the only way to get rid of it was to yeah, destroy like it. like, to get rid of the house. Wow. So, over time, the burden of owning the home laden with folklore became too much for Jeanne, who often watched for trespassers herself or would hire informal guards to keep out would-be uh, legend trippers. Yet, despite the threat of prosecution, the Mudhouse Mansion was frequently subject to break-ins and vandalism. By the time of its demolition in 2015, all of its windows had some bad... Wow had been smashed. <laughs> you got it, you got it. I can do it. And a fire had been set on the main floor, causing serious structural damage. So I guess it wasn't really the ghost keeping people out. Like, that, the mm. reason she destroyed it. It was all the vandalism. All the youngsters. All the young kids. No wonder there's always no traffic. Those youngsters! Those youngsters in GM's house. <laughs> so, the dark tales that fueled the public's fascination with the old building are legend and run the gamut from the ghostly to the ghastly. One such tale of an abusive post-Civil War era slave owner was lived, who lived on the property, odd given the Ohio was never a slave-owning state. Mm. The violent master apparently went too far with his abuse. One night, a servant escaped his quarters and maneuvered through a series of underground... Ooh, part suspension. two. Underground chambers that led to the home's basement. He entered the home and murdered the slave owner while he slept alongside his entire family. Oh, my God. So I God. guess the slave had enough, which... I don't condone murder, but good for this guy for sticking up for himself. Yeah, That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Like, no. Mm -hmm. So he killed the entire family and the owner. The mud house was also rumored to be the original house of the infamous urban legend Bloody Mary. Oh, what? I, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. What? I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, though this well-known urban legend pales in comparison to the mansion's other grisly, ghosty stories, so it goes, a family moved into the mud house one day. They were soon, they were seen unloading their belongings. But after the last box went in, the entire family disappeared behind the closed door of the house. They oh literally disappeared into the house. Neighbors presumed the new arrivals simply preferred to keep to themselves, but after not seeing any activity for some time, they called the police. This is where the story gets creepy. Even the origins are dubious. 
Upon entering the quiet home, police found the entire family hanging from the ceiling, dressed completely in white. What? And that's the end of that story. It just ends like that? What? What? Like on like a major cliffhanger of an event. What? Oh my god. I had no idea that was the origin of Bloody Mary. Yeah, maybe just the house. Maybe there's like more to the story because I don't know how that leads to the origin of Bloody Mary. It seems like there's more to dive into with that. Like, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Wow. Wow. That wow. is... I had no idea. This is actually wow. kind of what I, like, wanted out of this special, I guess, for us to, like, see some, like, mysteries that, like, we haven't been able to cover for a full episode because yeah. we just didn't know or we haven't been able to find research on it. That's so, crazy. Yeah, the fact that, that is... there's, like, a crazy, like, murder happened in this house and then this other family moves in Mm. And go, it's gone now, right? Yeah. It's completely yeah, it's, gone. Yeah, it's demolished now. I want to wow. keep that around. Like, ugh. That is so spooky. That is eerie, too. The fact that woman was wow. like, yeah, I'm living in this house. And then was like, Al, this is After all of the tragedy that's, like, no. happened. No, like, how could you live in there when two families? Mm-mm. Just and then, and then vandalism was a thing that, like, cut vandalism. you from it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all these kids in the vandalism. And I'm like, how about the... All the spirits probably living in your house it wasn't the demons that did it for me it was the it was the youngsters it was the it was, it was the, the, it was young the youngsters <laughs> and their vandalism for me so thank you stephanie for this story yeah thank you so much literal chaos <laughs> my gosh all right wow. so we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors yeah us, us. <laughs> take from here us this episode is brought to you by anchor <laughs> If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I know we've used it to edit Mm -hmm. a lot of these episodes and it's just really, really well done. Mm -hmm. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more other streaming services such as one you might be listening to through now that we're not talking about. Yeah, exactly. With all of our little fun bits, you get to hear (laughs) every little episode. It's all thanks to Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. So you can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum amount of listeners. That's really cool. So we're going to make some We're able to get started like right now, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's everything you actually need in a podcast in one place. So... Yeah, we just want you to download this Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, a really, like, great app. And I'm just, I feel like it's really helped get us, like, a lot of exposure right mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, guys, please go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you, Anchor. Coco is freshened and my heart is <laughs> Yep, said what I said. I guess that's our back now. I was gonna, I was gonna do like a countdown and be like, and we're back, like we're news no. anchors. <laughs> but that's our back now. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just naturally strange. I don't know. If you can do what I do. All right. So three is being erased from the board. I thank you, to, like, Stephanie. Over. Yes, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. We were just talking during the break that we're going to try to, like, maybe look into Bloody Mary some for yeah. maybe the next season. So this like, is giving us some ideas as I well. I want to know more about this situation. <laughs> you can't leave me on a cliffhanger like that. Exactly. All right, here, here we go. It. It's so pretty when it moves. Four. Oh, numero four. Right. Number four. You're going to get another short one. <laughs> it's, it's, it might be a little bit. It might be big. We'll see. It's like... Oh, also... Pretty, little pretty. pretty little wreath moment. That is brought to you by Logan. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a little. I get like a page and a half. That's okay. You get books. All right. Like a reader. My gift is from Santa again. Yeah, they're gonna say Satan. I was like, <laughs> my gift is from Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, the cold house. <laughs> Maybe Satan was their parent. Yeah, that would make sense. That parents, checks right? out. Yeah, that checks out. Santa's good. All right, so this is from Santa. This is about, I guess, the distant cousin of the Yeti and Santa Claus. It's Bigfoot. Ooh. All right, we've been wanting Bigfoot. to do Bigfoot for I so know. long. I've been telling you, I've wanted to do Bigfoot this for forever. This is your forever. time. It was meant to be. Santa knew. <laughs> Alright, so Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch and a purported ape-like creature is said to inhabit the forests of North America, mm. a prominent subject within Canadian and American folklore. I never think that we have folklore until like I no. see stuff like that and it's like, I guess we do have folklore. We have some. Yeah, we, we have, have a little. We have like generic, we have Bigfoot. We have yeah, <laughs> we got the Mothman. Got the That's pretty no, cool. Mothman's That's pretty, pretty cool. Good. He's pretty good. <laughs> uh, supposed evidence of the existence of Bigfoot includes numerous ane anecdotal, this was in the Yeti one too, Yeah. Uh, visual observations as well as disputed video and audio recordings, photographs, and casts of large footprints just like the Yeti. Um, same things are speculated or known to be hoaxes. Bigfoot has become an icon within the fringe of oh my god I need to speak <laughs> uh, within the fringe of subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of pop culture. Uh, folklorists trace the phenomenon of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources, including the cultures of indigenous people across the continent, the European wild man figure, and folk tales among loggers, miners, trappers, and prospectors. Wishful thinking, a cultural increase in environmental concerns, and overall societal awareness of the subject has been cited as additional factors. Oh, so the majority of mainstream scientists have, histor have historically discounted the existence of Fig Bigfoot, considering it to be the result of a combination of folklore, misidentification, hoax, and rather a living animal. Yeah, what a scientist know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's every episode. We're yeah. like, what do they know? What does a scientist really know? Um, I thought what the interesting part of this is that they're saying that Bigfoot caused an increase of people and culture being caring about the environment. That's right. Is there, friendly. Is there people who are like, we need to stop global warming because what are we going to do about Bigfoot? Bigfoot needs a home too, guys. <laughs> save the forest. Stop forest fires. Save the forest. Save <laughs> <laughs> Only Sasquatch can prevent forest fires. <laughs> he just like picks up like people with his bare hands and like throws them out his of the fire. <gasps> Sasquatch is a fireman. Aww. Wait, kind what's of that one bear? Um, Smokey. What is Smokey Bear and um, Mr. Bigfoot are friends? <laughs> and he's also related to the Yeti also Santa. And Satan. <laughs> <laughs> we can't forget Satan. Well, this is um uh, Christmas uh, special, so yeah. it's, it's, we're getting the family it's together. <laughs> it's all about love and family and a satanic cult. I love God. <laughs> when I say Satan, I'm afraid I become from my soul. So how many kids? We're gonna hear a knock at the door. It's like it's three knocks. We know our time has come. We're getting dragged out by the Grim Reaper, dragging us down the street. Merry Christmas! But he has oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, oh God! That's so great! Oh my God! <laughs> All right. So it is now your turn, my dear. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, here I go. Getting a little blank. Give me a good one. Ooh. Ooh, you got the magnifying glass. You know what this means? We get to talk about an old case. What do you want to talk about? I kind of want to talk about our special we just did. Yeah, the, so, the Hollywood Social the Club. The Hollywood Social Club. 
So for those who haven't seen it, we have it streaming on um, every platform. We also have a YouTube video, which mm -hmm. I think you should all really check out both of those because it is searching and looking through a lovely location in Pittsburgh called Cards Unlimited and their old um, social club they had upstairs that had a speakeasy. Mm -hmm. They had some mafia tales that happened up in there. Yeah, Maybe. it was amazing. It was yeah. really a fun special to do. I look forward to doing more cases like yeah. that in the future. It was fun to like be on like yeah. location. We also got to interview a lot of people, mm -hmm. got to hear some ghost stories. Which was so. amazing, which was so good. Yeah. Yeah, and if you guys want to check it out, uh, the video version is on our YouTube. If you type in the mystery files, uh, we'll yeah. come right up there uh, for it. And then also it is on all of our streaming platforms as well. So wherever you're listening to this, um, it'll be on there too. Yeah, so go check it out. That's my favorite one, so go check oh. it out. My favorite one, well, I have a lot of favorites, but I think that one's just more mm -hmm. recent in my mind. And we got to work with a lot of people. Yeah, so. no, it was great. Yeah. Do you want to do another spin on it then? Sure. Oh yeah, I guess I don't have one beside this. Yeah, you get a, I think we I decided get, you get an extra spin. What if I get the second wild card? I talked about another case. You're like, I didn't like anything else we did. Seven. No, I got a seven. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh wait, this one has a seal, a polar bear, and a little oh, penguin on it. Look, it's all the cousins. It says, oh, what fun. <laughs> I don't even think there's one of three. No, it's it could be worse, you know? Oh. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Oh, this one's different. It goes this way. It's a that's it's like cut a, this way. No, it's the same story. I you can, you can get through it. I can do it. I'm Can you do it? I'm a strong independent woman. There is nothing. ten minutes before the next break. Do you think you got it? Sure. This story is brought to you by uh, Jen Buterbaugh. So the story Ooh. is about a place called Lincoln Way, an abandoned neighborhood. So let's get into the abandoned neighborhood. <laughs> so Lincoln Way was a neighborhood in Clareton, Pennsylvania. It has since been demolished, but before it was just piles of debris. It was mm -hmm. an entire abandoned neighborhood of 16 houses. The neighborhood was actually flourishing about a century ago and was a vibrant black community. The street was made up of churches, several stores, and a butcher shop that supplied meat, gardens, and um, orchards that fed residents. So it was a very, like, I don't know, hip-hopping in place. It seemed really A cool. really, really, like, nice neighborhood. Like yeah, yeah. Very positive. So the final tenant, um, Ilum White, died in 1976, and all of her belongings stayed in the home. But as for the other houses, it's believed that the residents left in an extreme hurry. Oh. So. Okay. It's getting crazy. The beds were neatly made, food scattered, dishes still in cabinets, family photos hung up, and even clothes laid out for the following day, which never came for them, sadly. In one particular house, a car remained in the garage. So Ooh. I guess this entire town, like, it's getting crazy. There's it's one person that remained. Like it sounds like it's starting to get like the Roanoke people, but like in Pennsylvania, yeah. that's crazy. It's like, what is the history? So I guess several theories have floated around about this mysterious neighborhood. So why would groups of residents flee their neighborhood so quickly? Why would they never return to grab their belongings? One thing is for sure, everyone is pretty quiet about its history at the local town. So even people, I guess, that are there now, they're pretty, they don't talk about the history of it. Mm, oh. So one legend surrounding Lincoln Way is that, um, non-human but described as creature-like unlike any animal called the beast of lincoln way was like to blame oh, for this i guess the beast of lincoln way the beast of lincoln way oh so people claim that residents would be tormented 
pets would go missing, then later found disfigured at the forest edge surrounding the town. What? That's horrifying. So, as well as gardens were torn up by Bigfoot-sized paws! <gasps> Bigfoot! It all, it all comes back. It, it all, all comes, comes back. back around. Look at all these people, like, knowing. Just They're... having, like, a good sense of what our show's about. The special has had a lot more Bigfoot in it than I was expecting it to. <laughs> Bigfoot's an amazing guy. I know. Pretty good. <laughs> we know the guy. I know the guy. He's my distant uncle. <laughs> so, um, so, these paws were too large to be a native animal in Pennsylvania. Residents claimed to hear thumping, rattling, and scratching outside of their homes. The number of people in Lincoln Way began to drop. In the beginning, a few people left and one resident died from old age. Following this, the entire community picked up and left as well, not saying a word. Out of mm. pure fear, the residents left, and if they thought they were facing death, of course, they wouldn't have left, like, furniture, clothes, etc. So, like... Yeah. Neatly, too. They neatly. said neatly, which means they were, like, prepared to leave. Yeah. It's just like, what happened? So, I guess... From an architectural afterlife article written by a photographer named Johnny Jew, he recounts the experience of a young man and his friend visiting the abandoned neighborhood at night. They arrived in hopes of debunking the urban legend, but didn't prepare to believe in it. They parked their blue pickup truck at the start of the street and went off exploring the houses. So I guess as the sun went down, they started to exit one of the homes. Upon exit, they heard three long scratching sounds. But, like, followed by a loud bang. So, like, they're just out in this town. Like this? And then, yeah, Ooh. you get it. So they noticed it was coming from behind the house, and one of the guys wanted to check it out, still wanting to prove the legend is false. Oh, he snuck wow. to the backyard, staying close to the house. He inched his way closer to the noise. He could hear something large creeping towards him, and all of a sudden, a deep growl sent fear through his body. He could see the beast on all fours, and as large as a horse, and seemingly thick black hair. So, like, he's seeing this creature... Live and living color standing in front of him. I'm like, oh my god. So I guess he just stood silent in horror as the creature's like razor sharp teeth and claws so, like were coming at him. He hears another growl, and with that they take off running to the truck and they just rushed away. Oh my god. So for a moment the headlights illuminated the trees and the men saw numerous sets of shining eyes like <gasps> in the night. Like uh, like sets of them, not one, yeah, like not a one. bunch. Like they just see a bunch of glowing eyes in the distance. <laughs> Is but that yeah, it? Is that the cliffhanger again? That's literally the story. Oh my god. So it's like, this all happened in this creepy town. These people just like, where, disappeared. Where in Pennsylvania was this? Uh, Clareton. Clareton, really? Yeah. Is that close to here? Is that close to Erie? I think it's closer to Erie, but it's like See, that not far. That's why I was like, Jenny would know because she's oh, from Erie. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, my gosh. That just, like I said, that reminds me a lot, a lot of the Roanoke people, like, really? stories a little bit. Yeah, because they're, like, the lost Oh, colony. yeah, I guess they disappeared. I forgot. Yeah. We did an episode on them, too, didn't we? Did we? Did we? Or maybe we talk, talked about it before? We talked about it before, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if we have one on the podcast yet, though, but maybe that's another one we'll do maybe for another she's season. Coming. That's really cool. I think, I'm just surprised how much we've learned about Pennsylvania, like, I know. I'm not here. even, we didn't ask people for, like, Pennsylvania mysteries. They just yeah. went. Yeah. Here's some good ones you've never heard of, sisters. So, yeah. It's like a love letter, all uh, supernatural, like, Pennsylvania things. Yeah. That's crazy. So, thank you to Jenny, you beautiful thank human. Thank you. That but, was a great... I yes. really like that one. I think it's great. All right, but so... do you want to top off our cocoa and we can even write letters to Santa on the Yeah, I would break? love to do that. Yeah. Hey, okay, guys. We'll be right back. got to write our letters to Santa. Mm -hmm. Did you ask for anything fun for this Christmas? Mm. I asked for 
Jeffrey from Toys R Us. The big old giraffe. Jeffrey Got the it. giraffe. That's all I want for Christmas. I thought Christmas. there was like a man named Jeffrey working <laughs> for the rest of your life. I want Jeffrey. <laughs> I want Bring him. me. I want you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Not this Christmas. Maybe next Christmas. But not this Christmas. I didn't expect it to be like that. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. Well, like, I asked this, for a crock this pot. Is what you, <laughs> so, oh. This is what you get for having a, a gay as a uh, Christmas host. <laughs> or as a host in general, I guess. <laughs> as an anything host. <laughs> That's when you have Logan as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're on to. We're racing seven. Seven doesn't exist anymore. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Yay. Now it's my turn to spin. Spin that wheel. Hopefully I get a long one. Maybe I'll manifest it. Wish we had like a live studio audience. Yeah, they're like, oh. Spin that, that wheel. wheel of misery. Yeah. All right, well, so to the right, so it's five. Five, what do you do? All right. You know what's up. All I know right. stuff. Oh, I think I might have a chunky one, so. Huh. <laughs> You're like, huh. Little snowman here. You're like about time. It's about time. Oh wait, man, it not be as long as I think. It's not. Nah. <laughs> it's just a bigger piece of paper. Nah. All right, this one is from Benjamin. Oh my gosh! It's from up. Benjamin, our Heck producer. Yeah. Thank you, Yay. Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. All right, so this is the mysterious disappearance of DB Cooper. Ooh. All right, so. On Wednesday, November 24th, 1971, a man identified as Daniel Cooper bought a $20 one-way ticket on Northwest Airlines on Flight 305 from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. He carried a briefcase and a brown paper bag. $20 for a flight. $20. Could you imagine? You're about $20. I'm like, a brown paper bag on a flight? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, that's probably what they're going to get into. At least that's what I'm assuming. Alright, so, after the plane was airborne, Cooper handed the flight attendant a note. Oh Don't no. Like that. At first she just put it in her pocket without looking at it, but then Cooper told her, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. Oh my ah! god! This just went to like zero to 100. I know. Um, so Cooper then told her the bomb was in his briefcase and asked her to sit next to him. He opened the briefcase to reveal red-colored sticks surrounded by an array of wires. Ooh, oh my god. I don't like that. Cooper then told the flight attendant to write down everything he was saying and then take it to the captain. The note said, I want $200,000 by 5 p.m. in cash exclusively in $20 bills put in a knapsack. And I want two back parachutes and two front parachutes. When we land, I want a fuel truck ready to refuel. No funny stuff, or I'll do the job. Ooh. Also, I will say, don't condone any of this. Again, don't condone any of this, but I applaud that he was like, I want four. I want four parachutes because well, you don't know if they're not gonna go off or something. Mm, like he has like a backup for his backup yeah, and then like, a backup on a backup. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the only thing. I'm like, yeah, he was really thinking. So, see, you're saying that, but I also think like he might be asking for like too much for a flight. Like if they're on the airplane, like in the air, yeah. he's asking for two hundred thousand dollars. In twenties. Who's gonna have that on a Which plane? Is how how much can we do that math real quick? Like how many bills that is? I'm gonna look. Let's get mathy. Let's get mathy in here. Let's get I'm gonna look. Up in here. All right. So if we have two hundred thousand divided hmm. by twenty, 
That's 10,000 bills he wanted on the flight. Literally no. How, how would they have that? Also, why would they have a knapsack? <laughs> like, yeah, I was going like, to say, what if they just don't have <laughs> very, very specific things up in the sky? Sorry, sir, I don't have a knapsack. They're, like, they're in the sky and they're like, sorry guys, we've got to stop at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> the air grocery. The air grocery store. <laughs> the air grocery store. That's the future. It is. Um, <laughs> so, FBI agents assembled the ransom money from several Seattle area banks, and Seattle police obtained the parachutes from a local skydiving school. Okay, so, like, the Seattle Police Department obtained all this stuff for him. So, when Cooper claimed his demands were met, he allowed all passengers and some of the crew to exit the airplane. Cooper told the remaining crew to refuel the plane and chart a course for Mexico City while staying below 10,000 feet. During the flight, Cooper put on a pair of dark wraparound sunglasses, which would make it into the official sketch and become famous with anyone investigating the case. I feel like I've seen that picture before. Yeah. Now that, like... I'm hearing this. Like I you think, can visualize. Wasn't it. it like glasses or something like that? Maybe like some like sunglasses, like shades. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking at least. This is wrap around. Like what does that mean? Like just yeah. Like goggles. Yeah. So, all right. Where did I leave off? Um. <laughs> oh yeah, the wrap around glasses. So, all right. So. A little after 8 p.m. in somewhere in between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, Cooper jumped out of the rear door of the plane with two of the parachutes and the money. <laughs> I just like the sentence. It says, he was never seen again. <laughs> just, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, well, that's what I was going to bring up is yeah. I feel like if he has this many demands and like does not want to be traced, he had to have done something real bad to get out of like the states yeah the fact that like the police or like all the people that were involved in this mm -hmm. didn't like do some sort of tracking yeah in the situation like oh let's put like a tracker on like one of the i guess that would have been parachutes. hard to do oh a parachute that's or, like yeah something. like putting something that like follows him so at least mm -hmm. they can like get him into custody when he does yeah land somewhere oh my god what year is it again this was 1971 so it's yeah. the 70s well, that, <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> and obviously, everyone on the show has heard already that 70s and 80s, just so much, just so much true crime has happened. All the detectives don't do their job. Right. The police. Well, I was actually going to say, they did a pretty good job with this, getting, like, that yeah. everyone through safely. Like, the safety. Yeah. They did. But I'm I like, think well, they don't want to follow them. Yeah. Man. But at least we'll get them next time. We'll get them next time, boys. <laughs> so... It says, despite an expansive manhunt, oh, so they did go oh, on a search for him, and over 45 years of searching, no conclusions have been made to the man's identity or his fate after he jumped. It is called one of the greatest cold cases in FBI and U.S. history. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That was a good one. Hey, Benjamin. I see you. Thank Mr. you, Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was probably waiting for us to do that for a while. Listen, that's been in the back pocket for years. <laughs> He's like, do I got a mystery for you? And he <laughs> like, pulls them out. <laughs> Sends it straight to the email. Alright, so. Yay! They're racing five. No, we're all five. Alright, and it's your turn to take a spin. We only got three cases left. Oh. They said, I want more cases. <laughs> Give me more. Six! Oh, you landed on it, too. Yeah. Alright, six. We got a little Santa. It looks chunky, don't, but I don't know. Don't tell me that, Logan. It feels pretty thick. <laughs> Santa. He loves. Okay. Mm -hmm. <gasps> mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> guys, guys. Ooh, Ooh, so let's okay. get into it. So, 
This is brought to you by Nadia Kraus. Love her the most. So, thank you, Nadia. They might knock on your door on a late wintry night. You may see them approaching your car while you are waiting at the signal or a gas station. It might seem like they need help, or they might just stand still for no reason. These children do not look threatening. They would want to get in your house or your car. They will be persistent. Suddenly you will notice something is not right about these children. Their eyes, pure black from lid to lid, dead black orbs devoid of sclera or iris will chill up your spine. You have finally come across the black-eyed children. Oh my god. <laughs> they want to get into the car too? They want like, all of it. They can't drive their children. They said, let me in. <laughs> get me. I want to learn how to drive. Trick or treat. Give me my permit. <laughs> Give me, I'm a literal child that drive your car. So, the black-eyed children or black-eyed kids is an urban legend of paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16. These creatures with pale skin and black eyes have reportedly been seen hitchhiking, panhandling, or at the doorsteps of residential homes. So they're everywhere and nowhere all at once. So Right outside your door. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> dozens of stories keep circulating, all following a very similar pattern. Kids with eyes completely blacked out appear at people's homes or vehicle, knock on the door, and then insist upon getting inside. Anyone who encountered them has almost immediately felt or an overwhelming sense of dread. Besides blacked out eyes, these children typically appear normal. Sometimes their attire seems outdated. In extremely unusual instances, people have reported encountering creatures with talon-like feet. Ooh. So they literally see little talons. Oh, they're just like little birds. Like they Ew. got like feathers growing out on it's them. literally disgusting. <laughs> I'm not even seeing a kid with completely black eyes. They just have like these weird feet. What if you saw them walking? What if they walked around like birds like did a little <laughs> step? <laughs> I wouldn't let that thing near my house. They know things. So I guess no one really knows where or how these creatures like popped up. Some conspiracy mm. theorists believe that black-eyed children are aliens trying to reach out to their earth. So like... They're oh. not from here. They're like trying to signal to get out of this place. <laughs> Horrifying. So I guess demonologists believe they are children of the devil himself. And if you let them in... <laughs> the devil. The de it, it all comes Satan. back. Satan. Family. Family. Togetherness. Keep it in the family. Happy <laughs> holidays. <laughs> I just don't like that. I just heard what I said. <laughs> I heard it. I absorbed it, and I'm disturbed. <laughs> oh my god. So, basically, they're the devil's children, devil himself, however, um, you're not just letting them into your life, you're also allowing a devil into your life if you let these kids, creatures, <laughs> into your home. So, they want to enter your home to call their parents, however, upon making eye contact, it seems like something much sinister is happening with them. Ooh. So, some people claim these children have existed since the 1980s. So, imagine these kids vibing in the 80s. Oh my god, like all the other hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> all the other hipsters were alive in the 80s. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, however, most sources say the legend um, originated in 1996 in some posts mm. written by a Texas reporter named Brian Bethel, where he wrote about two alleged encounters with the black-eyed children. He said that he encountered two, two children in Texas with pale skin and black eyes. In 2012, Bethel retold a story on the TV show called Monsters and Mysteries in America. Oh my god, I wait, just watched that We literally too. love it. I think that's where, I, like, Nadia and I actually heard of it. Really? Because we, like, learned it all together. I think it might be the same episode where, like, someone was impregnated by an alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> because Nadia and I had this whole bit about, like, Obama <laughs> being pregnant with an alien baby, and I drew a picture of a pregnant Obama on her... 
Like I, I drew it and put Can it on. Do have that page. on the mystery files? That'd be so funny. I think I still have a on picture the Instagram. Of it. We just have it. We just up. have that. But oh my I drew God. this and it was on her fridge for like years. <laughs> so we loved it the most. So unhinged. So we had a whole bit. But yeah, so I think it was the same episode. So I guess on this episode of Monsters and Mysteries in America, and then he also wrote an article for the Abilene Reporter News where he describes his experience again. So one of the stories goes like this. In a snowy town within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks at the door. Get knocking, Logan. Oh, three. three. And they count. They opened the door. Good door noise. They saw two children, a boy and a girl, and they said parents will be here soon, maybe come in. They have scary little voices. So the children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while they let the boy and girl come inside. Bad idea. Bad choice. Bad, Bad choice. Choices. No kids in your house ever. No kids ever. Period. Period. Uh, the kids uh, settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa like we have. Oh, we have that. We have hot cocoa. We literally have cocoa. We're just like Can them. I hold it? <laughs> Mine's almost gone. Uh, they made hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. So like they just sat there, not saying anything. So the wife returned and noticed that the cat was scared and angry with the children. So the cat was uncomfortable by all this, which is always a bad sign. The cat doesn't like them. It's a no-go for me. So I guess then the kids were like, may we please use the restroom? Another <laughs> British. Why? Because they can be. May we please use the bathroom? May we please use the restroom? The latrine. The latrine. Is that an actual name for bathroom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then the wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them for what they really were. So the children's eyes were as black as the starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. And she was like, hey, like, did you see their eyes? And then the husband, like, showed her his hand, and it was full of blood. Oh, my God. So I guess he was, like, bleeding into his hand. Just because of, like, them? Like, from yeah. their, like, presence? Like, it doesn't really say, but I feel like some people have, like, a sixth sense type Ooh, thing. That, like for, like, the supernatural, yeah. like, what it feels creepy. Like, their bodies responding oh my God. to, like, the chaos. I mean, that's how I felt after the, um, the, the doll episode. The Robert the Doll episode? Mm -hmm. I had, like, a weird, weird feeling <laughs> that entire week. After that episode, it was not great. Yeah, it was not... <laughs> These people weren't either, because I guess <laughs> after all of this, their power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the oh kids' God. eyes. Ooh. So the wife headed to the restroom and uh, was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, Our parents are here! So... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> why? What do you mean, kids? So the kids, uh, then excited, uh, then excited and they exited the house leaving the door wide open. So they just like disappeared, leaving the door open. And the wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The two men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture by them. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. So, like, oh, how? So they, like, got away. They got away. Okay. Strange. So then I guess after that, the power, like, came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house, though. So three of the four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in the pool in oh its own God. blood. Whoa. Like, wait, so they were, like, gone so that it couldn't have been them. It couldn't have been them, but, like, it oh, must have wow. left. I know that, like, animals are more sensitive to that, too. So, oh. like, some sort of energy could have, like, messed up something with the animals. But I guess even after that, the husband continued to have these nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. So, like, it was also affecting him in some sort mm -hmm. of way. 
So the legend even crossed bodies of water and landed in the great land of the UK, where in 2014... Oh, in the UK! In the UK! I knew they were British, no? <laughs> so, um, the Daily Star wrote three front-page stories about sightings of the black-eyed children in the uh, haunted pub in Staffordshire. So, ghost hunters who believed that the black-eyed children were extraterrestrials, vampires, and ghosts took these alleged sightings very seriously. So they, <laughs> they were thinking they could be all of the above, not just one. <laughs> So, the last little bit here, let's look at it. Uh, nowadays, people still claim to see the black-eyed children when driving late at night down an empty road or outside of the windows late at night, or even lurking in the shadows of their room. Many people have uh, reported seeing the black-eyed children standing in the corner of the room during episodes of sleep paralysis, which oh. I would not mm -hmm. want to see that. Oh, I see one right now. Just kidding, can you imagine? This is my We're home. sleeping. This is my peaceful place. <laughs> my safe space. So, um, they also see them waking up, walking in the middle of the night, because they sense someone watching them. Oh my gosh. And, like, I guess all these shadows were just these children in all of these, like, circumstances, people seeing them, so... Oh my god, horrifying. they're scary. No, they're... <laughs> so, black-eyed children are horrifying, and... Don't let kids into your house, period. Don't. Never. Just don't go near children. Don't I mean, chase I think it. it's a safe bet, and <laughs> I just want to thank Nauru. For yes. sending this beautiful case our way because I love black eyed children and I love Nadia and this is our friendship in a nutshell. So I think it just really explains a lot. <laughs> explains a lot and I thank you Nadia. So yeah. Only two more to go. Only two more to go. Two is more Christmas turn? presents. It is. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay. So we're gonna end on you. Alright, here we go. Alright, so to the right and around would be nine. Nine. Or is it the ghost? Hmm. You have to do your... Could you both. So, for the ghost, my favorite that we've done so far this year. Mm -hmm. um, I actually really like the double feature we did with uh, La Llorona and the Evil Fairies. Yes! That was really fun. That I was actually, a lot of fun. And that was like uh, season five, I think. That was our like mm -hmm. season premiere. And I thought that was a really fun yes. time. And I've been seeing a lot of La Llorona in like pop culture. Even yeah. since you mentioned it, I've yeah. like, recognized her in different things. So I was like, La yeah. Llorona! It's like really interesting to see, yes. but it's just... Uh, that was one of my favorite times. Oh, yes. But you guys should go check it out. We have two different episodes, but they're mm -hmm. double feature. Yeah, so you can check, check them out, out on our yes. podcast. On a podcast, just for you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do number nine. Inside number nine. All right. Three. Inside number nine, oh my God. <laughs> we got another little Christmas wreath here Get for you. Christmas wreath. All right, so let's see. Ooh! <laughs> small one! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so blessed. You're so blessed. <laughs> they go, Tiffany can read it all. <laughs> so this is another one from Santa, and he wants to hear of the tale of Krampus. Okay, Santa! <laughs> we okay. talked a little bit about this during our Mystery Files, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, Days of Christmas. on TikTok. Yes. But you can follow our TikTok at the Mystery Files podcast. Yes, going to get back <laughs> in the Christmas spirit. Go check it out on our TikTok. Yeah, it was fun. Year. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. And we did that from home. We you did. You and I weren't together for most of those. No. We <laughs> did perfect. It was a fun time. All right, so the Krampus is a horned an an anthropomorphic figure in central and eastern alpine folklore who during the Christmas season scares children who have misbehaved. Oh. Assisting St. Nicholas, the pair visit children on the night of the 5th of December, with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts such as oranges and dried fruits, walnuts, and chocolate, while the badly behaved ones only receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. You can either get fruit or punishment. <laughs> you can either get fruit 
nuts or punishment. There was one Christmas I checked my stocking and there was oranges inside. Look at you. <laughs> so I guess I was like the good, good boy. Little good boy. <laughs> Maybe I've got punishment. It's my other gifts the past couple years. Grandma's is outside punishment. your door right now with Birchwood like. I've been away. <laughs> All right. So the origin of the figure is unclear. Some folklorists and anthropologists, oh, have uh, speculated it is having pre-Christian origins in oh. traditional parades and in such events as. Uh, uh, Kramp Krampus Sloth or Krampus Run, young men participate uh, dressed as Krampus and attempt <laughs> to scare the audience with their antics. That's the way. <laughs> so we have something like that. We have like Krampus in the square. Do we? In Market Square. Yeah, they like parade around and you can take pictures with them. That's fun. I want to go. It's super fun. Is it every day? No. <laughs> every day? I was like, no, it's like time. just one day during like the Christmas season. It probably is the 5th of December. Mmm. You know what? It that would make is. sense. That okay. would make sense. So, uh, <laughs> such events occur annually in most alpine towns, and Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards called uh, Krampus Carton. Ooh. Oh, maybe cards should get a uh, little Krampus get one. We have a Krampus one. You do? Yeah. I don't know what it says. Well, I'm going to have to go to Cards Unlimited and get one now that I know that they sell uh, <laughs> the holiday cards. Holiday cards. Not no trading cards. cards. <laughs> He's now banned from cards on the <laughs> I can't step foot in there. <laughs> <laughs> so since 2013, the character has become better known globally and having been in a trade in Hollywood horror films, almost unknown before this time, Krampus has become one of the biggest parts of American pop culture. Ooh, so fancy. We love Krampus. He's the guy. We don't. Krampus is such a guy. I've always wanted to like do um, like a full episode on Krampus, but I feel like I was never able to find enough information. Yeah. Like ever. It's one of those that just has like a short Just page. not enough for us to do a full episode about it. So but it's nice to talk about it now. But he gets the whole Christmas season to be celebrated, so. Yeah, exactly. Which is my favorite time. Maybe I'll see him after this. I'll be like, hey Krampus. <laughs> You're heading home on the bus and he's like, like I. Well, what's up, baby? I love <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Oh my gosh. So wow. Cute. We love him. So we will be on to the next one. <gasps> what are the odds I'm going to land on it? What was that? Nine? Mm-hmm. Just so I don't get confused. <laughs> okay, I can do it. One. Land on one. So it's to the right, so it is one. Man, I kind of wanted to land on it. you wanted to land on it. That's okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> but. Alright. Santa. Oh, we landed right on him at the end. Oh, little Santa. Little cutie guy. I want to know why do we keep opening your gifts? <laughs> it's not your Christmas <laughs> gift, Logan. Okay. <laughs> you better do it aggressively, or else Rito's gonna mess it up. Oh, that is short. Oh, is this one from Santa? I guess so. This one's from Santa. <gasps> and it's Santa on the thing. Oh Santa, my god. Santa, Santa. This one is Wendigo. <gasps> oh, you got the one I wanted. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> so, Wendigos. Uh, they are a, a mytholo mythological. <laughs> a mythological. You got it. Last one. You can get the. I forget how to read the last <laughs> one after all my words. A mythological creature or evil spirit which originates from the folklore of First Nations based in and around the East Coast forest of Canada, the Great Plains region of the U.S., and the Great Lakes region of the U.S. and Canada, grouped in modern ethnology as speakers of the Algonquian family languages. Look at you. Being able to read and Impressive. all that. Impressive. Thank you. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. 
The Wendigo is known to evoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as the prosperity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. What? <laughs> I've never heard of this. So at odds with its portrayals in 20th century and uh, 21st century settler culture, in indigenous representations, the Wendigo is described as a giant humanoid with a heart of ice, a foul stench or sudden unseasonable chill might precede its approach, possibly due to long time identification by Europeans with their own superstitions about werewolves. For example, as mentioned in the just sweet uh, relations below, uh, their own Hollywood film representations often label human beast hybrids featuring antlers or horns with the Wendigo name, but such animal features do not appear in the original indigenous stories. So I guess that's something that's like happened post like the stories of the indigenous mm -hmm. people. So in modern uh, psychiatry, the Wendigo lends its name to a form of psychosis known as Wendigo psychosis. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. That's cool. It's characterized by symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh or the intense fear of becoming a cannibal. I have an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. <laughs> I don't want I don't want no human. You're like actually scared about it. You're like shaking. I mean, I've never had an urge to be a cannibal. You're just scared you will be one. I'm scared to ever have the urge of wanting to become a cannibal because that's literally disgusting. So I don't want that. <laughs> Wendigo psychosis is described as a culture-bound syndrome in some First Nation communities. Other symptoms, such as insatiable greed and destruction of the environment, are also thought to be symptoms of Wendigo psychosis. Ooh, that's wow. Creepy as hell. I didn't know about the psychosis part. No, I didn't either. I didn't know it was like a real like thing that's like been coined before. Ooh. So I learned something new, even though I love Wendigos. Really. I have never heard of them. Me and my like, dad actually bond every Christmas about Wendigos because really? we really like talking about it. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, I they're really cool. Have you played Until Dawn, the game? You've heard of it. I played I, I think freshman year I had friends that played it and I mm -hmm. like wasn't around them when they played. Well that one's about Wendigos too, and that's like really Aww. cool. Um I believe also with Wendigos you can um it's like forces of nature too. So like if you like disrupt Ooh. the natural order of nature, Wendigos will come after you after like punishment because they're like watchers Ew. of the scarcity of the winter time. That's horrifying. Yeah, is, isn't that crazy? Ew. There's a new uh, Gomero del Toro movie that came out called Antlers, which is about Wendigos, and I really want to see it. Ah, so wait, bad. It's out now? Yeah, it's like out right now, and I really want to see it. Yeah. Hey, that's so cute. <laughs> Well, oh, I wow. liked learning about all of these, and thank you, Santa, for Mr. Wendigo. Thank you, Santa. To make sure to watch Antlers. This is not sponsored, <laughs> but watch Antlers. But, all right. It yes. looks like we got through all of our gifts, and we have a little bit to spare. So yeah. I think this is the end. So thank you yeah. guys for tuning in to the Mystery Files Christmas special. We made it through. Happy holidays. Happy <laughs> Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy everything. And we will see you guys for next season of The Mystery Files starting in January. We will. <laughs> okay, guys. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.